Hey everyone, welcome to Made With Intention, where two women sharing our expertise in entrepreneurship, discussing life lessons, and everything in between. Today we're talking about our dating experiences and our different stories. This is going to be such an interesting mix of perspectives because Candace is a happily married woman. I am a happily, uh, I'll say happily, I'm single, but we'll see what happens with that in 2022. <laughs> Hola, Candace. Hola. How are you? Yeah. What's your life? My, I'm good. I'm really good. I'm really excited to talk about this. I keep checking my Instagram because <laughs> we we put out a, like a little thing that is asking for input, so I keep checking that. But I'm excited to dive into this because I feel like dating as an adult. I mean, not not that you're dating as a child, but like. Dating when you're like in your 20s slash 30s, even older, in pandemic vibes is a challenge. I mean, dating in general is a challenge. Yes. Dating during the pandemic, it's uh, it's a different it's a different beast. It is a, a beast that it is. And also, thank you. I forget who asked for this, but thank you to everyone who's been sending us such beautiful feedback about the podcast. We're so happy that you like it. And this episode was um, a listener request. And so we like requests. If you have anything you want us to cover, please reach out. And thank you to the trolls because you keep hey. too. <laughs> You're the ones we do it for. <laughs> Before we get into dating, um, if you leave a comment whether it's a, a mean comment or a good comment, YouTube doesn't know the difference. So if you're going to take the time to leave something mean, thank you, because it's still considered engagement, which a, means we're still fire. Right. I'll take that dislike. No problem. But you watched it, though? You watched my shit? Hey. <laughs> also, if you unfollow people, that's still a good thing, because uh, it – Instagram doesn't know. TikTok doesn't know. It just knows that people are unfollowing or following, and it's still just considered engagement. Right. So if you really want to hurt somebody, do nothing. <laughs> Facts. Follow them and stay also, silent. That's a great segue into dating. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Perfect intro. We're going to dive right in. Do you want to go first or should I go first? What are our best dates? Ooh, best dates. I'll let you go first. Okay. So mine was um, this man that ended up being a thing, like, you know, when it's just a thing. Um, I, in 2018, I went spent like February in Phnom Penh and I ended up moving back there that summer with a, a new job. And literally as I was, I, this, I matched with him on Tinder in February when I was there. We talked for a little bit, WhatsApp, cool, but you know, when just fizzles out and you never meet up. All right. As I'm walking to get to board at JFK to fly to like Doha or something, he hits me up like, hey, are you still in Phnom Penh? I'm like, no, but I'm literally getting on a plane to come there right now. And he's like, well, do you want to do dinner this week? Cool. So I don't even know who this guy is. He, Why did he even think to hit me up? You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. So I meet up with him later that week. Best date ever. First of all, listen. Yeah. Everything, I'm not just, to be clear, I'm not just about the visuals. I'm not just about a look, but this is a beautiful 6'3 Nigerian chocolate, personal trainer, beautiful teeth, so sweet. Everywhere we went, everyone loved him. He had a reputation of being known as just walking in with a smile, as do I, right? So it was literally oh gosh, like- a match made in heaven. In heaven. By far, if, if you're listening and you know about Twin Flames, this is mine. Um... 
it was a thing. I'm a Taurus, he's a Scorpio, super strong bond, instant attraction, like laughing like we had known each other forever. It was probably like the last time I had butterflies. Like um, cheese and I got hummus. We went to a whiskey bar and then hummus. It was, right. any, any, any bomb day for me has got to involve the vegetables. Listen, um, it doesn't involve hummus. It's not making the top list. It's not for me. So, so we go to this whiskey bar. We're just chopping it up, talking about our families. And I'm like, do you smoke? And he's like, yeah. And I knew a spot nearby. So we go to this next spot. We roll, he rolls up, he already had weed on him. And we just like sit in this corner, chain smoking joints, locked in. No one else in the room exists. I'm pretty sure we started making out. No, 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 we didn't. We left afterwards. We were there for hours. Like when I tell you no one else existed, no one else existed in the world. So then we're, oh, it was so sweet. Yeah, beautiful. So then we leave and he's like walking me. We're walking to the street to go look for our tuk-tuks home. And we just start making out in the street. And he is like my kissing soulmate. Like this is the vibes. Mind you, I cannot stress again that homie has an eight pack. So my hands are all, it's just, <laughs> whew, it was a vibe. And so, yeah, that was my best day. It was just like instant. Now in retrospect, that was a tr- like a, something to be aware of was the attraction. But just like when you are just instantly comfortable with someone. So what happens? Oh God. Where, where did this Nigerian chocolate Twin flame go. Well, obviously we had the best day ever for both of us, right? right? And then a few days later, like we're talking, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, when's the next date? Like, is it just me here? And I, I hit him out to clarify, like, yo, I thought we had a great time. It doesn't seem like you want to see me again. He's like, no, I just have like some things going on. And I was like, oh, so you got a girl. And he was like, how do you know? And I'm like, we're not new to this. We've been here. Be- Unfortunately, Stop. I've been here many times. And he had a girlfriend. Mm. It didn't end there. I'm not proud to say because his girlfriend and he had an arrangement. He's a personal trainer. He's mm-hmm. again, I cannot stress enough. He's beautiful inside and out. He's beautiful. And she had a deal with him where if, if it meant that he was going to hold on to more female clients, if mm-hmm. he, you know, dabbled a bit, if they went to eat, maybe if they kissed, then that was their line. That was their boundary within their relationship. She was basically like, she was Cambodian. He was Nigerian. She was like, go get that money. If that's what you got to do to get it, just don't cross that line. So that was their arrangement. So, so the once line I d- was drawn at kissing and lunch dates. Kissing and lunch dates. That was their line. Yep. Okay. And the occasional meetup. So I would just run into him like from time to time. I remember one time we had like stopped talking, obviously, because like you have a woman and like, oh my God, the attraction. And so I, ha- I was at this, like my main spot in Phnom Penh. It's like where everyone went to chill. I would go do work there. So they let you smoke there, drink there. And it was always full of Nigerian men. Um, and he showed up one night and we just started like, I, of course, my, so someone came to me and she was like, yo, your boy's here. So obviously I'm like, well, let me go to do my walk to the bathroom. So get myself ready to do my little, oh my God, you're here. That's crazy. So we start talking. And then he left and whatever. I left it at that. Someone else came to me after these two women, one I didn't even know. They were like, yo, where's he? wherever he's going, go with him. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, you're, and the two of you is crazy. They're like, we were talking and then we stopped because your energy was just wild. And they were watching us the whole, it, mm-hmm. magnets, magnets. I like, whew. Yeah, even just talking about it. You used to talk so, to him? We like we'll check in here and there. I had to like create a firm boundary because there was a point where we were like, I low key was like, yo, you want to you want to get married for the passport? Because I'll do it. And also, if if you're listening and you're European, 
listen, if you want an American passport, <laughs> let's chat. Immigration, please don't listen to this. Um, yeah, I was down. I was because he lives he lives in Japan now. He moves from Cambodia. He broke up with his lady. He moved to Japan to like get a job there, and he wants to model and be an actor and all these great things. Um, but during the pandemic, we reconnected. Was the problem for you that he had an arrangement, or were you not quite sure that the arrangement was truly an arrangement? Because here's here's what I'm right. So I have a friend who was approached by this like great guy, seemingly great guy, and at like. I'm not going to say where I was, but somewhere super innocent. And he was like, would you like to get coffee sometimes? Sometimes. So they got coffee and turns out he's married, but there's an arrangement. Word. She was like, does your wife know about the arrangement? Or is it just like, this is like a one-sided arrangement. Like, how do I know? And so he was like, no, this is our arrangement. And so I don't think anything has happened since the coffee date, but – she was like, I just don't know. How do I know? I'm not going to like call up the wife and be like, hey, what's this arrangement? So I guess my question to you is what is – how did how did it make you feel and how do you know that it's the arrangement? I believe that they had that arrangement. But like, you know, again, with that line, um, mm-hmm. I, I have had – okay, so on the flip side though, I have had ongoing whatever you want to call it, relationships, engagements, encounters with men – who do have arrangements. I have done that. And there has mm-hmm. been confirmation. Like their girlfriends follow me on Instagram. They're like, oh my God, I love your content. And they know that they traveled to Mexico to come stay with me for a month. Mm-hmm. And they're okay with it. With him, I liked him. And so with other guys, again, I and I genuinely have confirmed. Um, it was for sex, to be honest, it was physical. So yeah. I didn't mind. But with him, it was like, absolutely not. Like I liked him so much. I mean, I was literally like, yo, do you want to, we can get married so that we can just live somewhere. I can get to know you. And if anything, you have a strong passport. Everyone wins here. (laughs) But after that, and actually I just had a similar encounter this past New Year's Eve trauma. Actually, we can talk about that in a second. My number one question now when I meet a man is, is there anyone who thinks that they're in a relationship with you? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't really care what they think, right? No, we have this arrangement. Like you said, do you? Do you both know that you have the arrangement? So that's the question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does anyone think they're in a relationship with you right now at this moment? Yeah. What about you? Do you have a best date? Um, gosh, I I've never had like a sweep you off your feet, kind of like, we're doing this amazing thing. Like, definitely not like that. But I will say that the first date Dan and I went on was pretty epic only because like I was about to go on a trip uh, for work and we'd been talking for like a week and he was like, would you like to meet up? And I was like, sure. But I don't want to do anything. Like he had suggested like a, a hike, like a rigorous mm-hmm. hike. Like, I'm so stressed. I have to pack for a transatlantic flight. I have so much I have to do in like the next day and a half and I just don't have the energy for doing anything difficult, but I would like go get a massage with you or I will go to a park. I'll go to a beach. And he's like, all right, let's go to the beach. So we meet at the beach. We got there at the exact same time. He gets out of the car and I was like, oh, he's wearing cargo shorts. Oh, Candace. Boat shoes. Boat shoes? Cargo shorts and boat shoes. I love that man so much. I know you're from Connecticut, but like, come on. The boat shoes. I can't. I'm like, you're going to the beach. He's like, what am I going to do? Just like waltz up in my 
like flashy bathing suit. Like, no, that's not a first impression. I was like, okay, but your first impression was boat shoes. And now we look back <laughs> about it. But um, at first I was like, ooh, point against you. And then we walked forever in a day, even though there was no one on the beach. I was like, where is this guy taking me? Because can't we just sit down right here? But no, he had to go like super far away. I don't know why. And then we sat down and we started talking and we just didn't stop talking mm. the entire day. And he had like just gotten a tattoo. So so he was like sitting there with a towel over his shoulder the whole day. And it was just like the sun was just drenching. <laughs> and I kept kind of trying to flirt with him, but I wasn't really getting anything back. And so I was like, I don't know if this guy likes me. Like, I think he does. We have really great conversation. He was joking around a lot. Like, he had a great sense of humor, like, very quick. We, and, but like, anytime I would try to like nudge him in the water, like, go near him, he would not really give me anything back. weird and then finally it was like I think we met at 9 30 in the morning the next thing I know it's like 4 30 we're nice starving we are sunburned may I just say of course you two had a date at you said you met at 9 30 in the morning yeah of course you did yeah (laughs) so casual so cash. And I will tell you, I was, you know how crazy I am about food. So I was like, I can't go to this. I'm like, I know we're going to sit there. There's going to be nothing to eat or it's going to be like hot dogs, which I'm not eating. So I, I made up like ground bison, sauerkraut and quinoa right before eight in the morning. And I put it in a cooler, like just like a slab of meat. And then I get there and I was like, do you want to split this with me? Or is that really weird? Like you're probably going to think I'm crazy. And he's like, no, this is perfect. This is exactly what I eat. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, I love it. Anyway, we talked about gut health. I'll never forget because there was sauerkraut in my meal. And he's like, why do you have sauerkraut? And I was like, oh, it's really good for your gut. Have you ever heard of like your gut microbiome? Literally the next day, he sent me a photo uh, no, that night he sent me a photo of Bubby's sauerkraut that he had picked up at Whole Foods after we got home. And, I was and like, didn't oh, he also send you the follow up with the um the book? the book? Yeah, we had talked about the the book. But anyway, we just talked the whole time. Four thirty rolls around. I'm like, all right, now I'm really hungry and I don't know what to do. But like, I don't really want to leave yet. So I was like, do you want to get some ice cream or something? So we go across the street, we get, I get ice cream, he gets ice cream, we sit down and so we continue to talk and it's really great conversation, but I'm noticing like he is just wolfing this food down and I'm like, either he's really hungry or he cannot wait for this date to end because I'm mm. like, I do and he's done with his ice cream and he's like, I think I'll get a, I think I'll get an iced coffee and I'm like, okay. So he gets up, gets an iced coffee. Literally two bites later of my ice cream, he's done with the iced coffee. And I'm like, oh my All right. God. making me feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't, I'm not a slow eater either. I'm just like, what is going on? He's like, I guess I'll get another iced coffee. And I'm like, okay. He gets one more. Again, two sips and he's done. And I just can't figure it out. So I'm like, all right, we should probably go. Like, I can take a hint. And like I said, this whole time I'm kind of trying to flirt, but I'm like not really getting anything back. But the conversation is flowing. The jokes are flowing. Like everything is good. And super attracted to him. I feel like maybe he's attracted to me. I don't really know. Whatever. So then we leave. But what was so funny is, I, you know, like when you've met someone for the first time and you're like not really sure, like, are we going to kiss? Is this mm-hmm. going to be weird? Oh ass out hug? Like, what do we do? So we did the like ass out hug. Yeah. You know? Oh, God. I did like a pat on the back and get in the car. And then so unbelievable. 
in order to get out, like I went the wrong way. So I had to drive by him as I was leaving. I'm like, bye, waved. Then I realized I went the wrong way. So I had to turn around. We again? Like, again. And we were both like, And I couldn't, like, I just walked, I remember driving away being like, that was so fun. And what an epic day of great conversation with like a really good looking guy. But, oh my God, like, I don't really know if he's into me. And then later that night, and like, thank God, send the sauerkraut photo. And then like a couple hours later, he was like, it was really great meeting you. Loved hanging out with you. Let me know when you're back from your trip. I'd love to see you again. And I was like, okay, great. Now I don't have to guess. Because like number one rule, don't make people guess. Don't waste anybody's time. Don't waste your own time. Mm -hmm. You're not into it. And this is a great segue into my worst date. But if you're not into it, just leave. Don't, you don't have, you don't owe anybody anything. So I'll start with my worst date. My worst date was, God, I hope my mom doesn't listen to this. Before <laughs> social media, there was Craigslist. Yep. And I definitely could have been like a Craigslist killer, like victim. Thank God I wasn't. So anyway, <clears throat> I went on a blind date and we met at a restaurant. I used to like go on blind dates basically to get a free meal because I was poor, okay? Yep. So, <laughs> so we meet at the restaurant. This guy was like sweating profusely. He was like a normal kid. Like you, you know, he's my age. Um, sweating profusely, like through his clothes. I'm like either you are on a lot of drugs. I didn't, didn't see it. Like that was the only symptom. <laughs> Just like profusely sweating. Um, either you're on a lot of drugs or I don't, I don't know, but like, couldn't speak to me. It was, it was super awkward, was like really shaky. And so the server came over and was like, can I take your order? And I was like, can you just give us another minute or so? And they were like, sure. So they leave. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. This has nothing to do with you, but I just really don't feel any chemistry and I don't want to waste your time or my time or our money. So I wish you the best, but I'm going to leave now. Wow. And then I left. I left five minutes in because I was like, I'm just getting bad vibes. You're sweating and shaking. You're not able to even talk to me. So I got to go. Sheesh. Also, you know what's real when you dip out on the free food. I, cu- I just couldn't. Like my soul couldn't handle it. There's a lot I can handle. I've sat through a lot of really like, oh, this is the worst conversation ever to have a free meal and dessert. But I just couldn't do it. Ooh. And also, like, shout out to the angels looking over me because it it's not safe. Don't no. And I've done it, too. Although I never, like, nobody ever came to my house. I didn't get in anybody's car. But still, you just never know. You never know. I've definitely gone on some, some, some uh, Craigslist yeah. dates. What was your worst date? My worst date, aside from I've, so I, in the past, have had an affinity toward Nigerian men. Well, if you've been listening to this podcast, there's a theme here. And... <laughs> Or just African men as a whole. I just, I love me a chocolate man. But sometimes they can be a bit controlling. And uh, have you met me? Like, absolutely not. Right. And so I've had to shut down. I've had men tell me, like, don't don't wear that. You should change. Or, like, wear these what? shoes. Or, yeah. On, like, the first date. I'm like, okay. First date? Yeah. Like, who, like, who are you talking to? But yeah. my worst by far was, I was, I want to say I was 20, 21. Yeah, I was 20 and I was living, I went to study abroad in Paris and I had this internship at this like, um, this organization that helps 
uh, people from African countries, usually like the ones colonized by France, get them reset, get them settled into Paris. And so uh-huh. I would like be act as a translator because all of them spoke English or spoke French, obviously. And um, there was this guy that worked there and he was getting his master's and he's like going to be a lawyer or something. So he would drop in. I guess he was probably helping them with like some legal paper or whatever. And I met him and he wasn't that he was maybe just like four years older than me. He was like, do you want to go out? Cool. So we meet up. Well, first of all, no, no, he said, he said, do you want to meet up and get a drink on the Champs-Élysées? I'm 20. This man who's yeah. attractive, tall. He was like six, five, attractive, attractive again, chocolate, um, well-dressed yeah. man. What the Champs, what the Champs is it for those who don't know? The Champs-Élysées in Paris is like, it's the street, it leads into the Arc de Triomphe, but it's like where you go for your bougie shopping. It's just a vibe. Um, like I've went to clubs at the Champs-Élysées. The first time I ever did karaoke was 4 a.m. in a karaoke bar on the Champs-Élysées. So I've had great times there. It's very bougie, very uppity, but it's like a staple in Paris. Um, for, you know, luxury, high quality vibes. So mm-hmm. this man just asked me 20 years old, do I want to go grab a drink on the Champs-Élysées? Absolutely. I'm about to write about this in my diary later. Are you killing me? <laughs> I meet up with him, Candice, on the corner. I'm, I can see everything playing out still to this day. And he was like, all right, let's go in here and grab a drink. Do you know where he fucking took me? He took me into the, the French Burger King quick, quick without a C, on the corner. Quick. <laughs> Quick on the corner of the Champs Elysees. So I'm lost. I'm thinking he got to use the bathroom. Like, <laughs> we go inside. I'm like, he's like, Well, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, Well, I thought you meant like a drink, you know, wine, alcohol. And he's like, No, like these kind of drinks, like a soda. I don't drink soda. So I got a water. Yeah. He wanted me to get a Coke or something. And no. So I go, then, oh my God. So there are two floors to this, this French Burger King. There's a bottom floor where you can like, you know, go down there and more tables. So he's like, well, let's go sit down there. I guess, you know, I guess. Okay. So we go down there. I'm looking around. It's like a little dark and desolate. There are a few people there. I'm like, all right, at least I have witnesses. Mind you, it's okay. I'm in a busy area. I'm on the Champs-Élysées. Right. So when we sit down, we sit in this booth. Homie is sitting across from me. We're talking. He's reaching for my hands. I don't know if, if you're listening, if you've gone on a date with a French man. I've gone on many. They are aggressive. It is not romantic. It's a lie. They, this is how the media gets you. It's a lie. <laughs> they are aggressive. And so he's touching my hands, whatever. He went to the bathroom. He comes back. He comes to sit next to me. I'll know you like that, my guy. Like, we literally have been here for five minutes. Candace, while I'm talking to him, he starts tonguing me down. Ew. Mid-combo. Like, I'm, I'm speaking. And not tonguing me down in a good way. He's licking my face in the basement of a quick... On the Champs Elysees, <laughs> licking, slobbering over all over my face. He's licking my nose. It's disgusting. I instantly push myself off, and I'm like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" In some type of broken French, because I'm new to this. I'm just like, "She's American. I'm American. Like we don't do this. You know, this is not yeah. how it works." I would say that to Frenchmen all the time, and their response, yeah. as he did, their response was always, "Well, you're in France now, so you need to adjust." Ooh. What? So I took a key, took your cue. I got the fuck up. And I was like, well, this has been great. Not. And I left right. and I dipped out. I have never walked so quickly in my life. So then let me tell you, homie starts blowing me up, blowing me up, blowing me up. Text. Mind you, he has an internship at my internship spot and he's older. This is oh, a man. No. Okay. So I still got to see him. There's one day, it's like two weeks later, I'm walking home from my internship, about to go hop on the Metro. And I see him and he walks by me. He's like, Megan, throws me 
or pushes me rather against the wall and starts tonguing me down again. Oh my gosh. Bruh. So I'm like, mind you, I'm, I can't stress enough. I'm 20. I'm a baby. I've never lived yeah. abroad. I've never been abroad. Right. Um, so I like pushed him off of me and I dipped the, I just dipped and I was just like, what? And I'm pretty sure I told, yeah, I'm pretty sure I had like the guy that ran the organization was like my French dad. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I told him everything that happened, but yeah, homie was French oh. men. Mm. Listen, all my worst dates were with French men. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. The but hey, at least I got to have go have a drink as a date on the Champs-Élysées. Listen, you were, I mean, it wasn't a lie. You were there, just not like there, you know? <sighs> just not there. It, yeah, the stress. You were anyway. so close, but so far away. <laughs> Little did I know it was to come. Um, all right, cool. Before we dive into some tips, you want to take a little break? Sure. If you'd like to hear more of my travel stories and dating adventures, subscribe to The Friday Report. The Friday Report is a bi-weekly newsletter curated by me, Megan, where I share my life lessons, my quest to find love, my healing journey, and fun finds from the internet. You can subscribe to The Friday Report at lifemade.com slash Friday. That's lifemade, M-A-E-D dot com slash Friday to subscribe to the free Friday Report. I love your Friday report, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. It just, it, yeah, it's good. For anybody who's like not sure, you definitely should do it. Yay, That's- come join. And it is also very vulnerable. Let me tell you, the, the Friday, my word of the year last year was vulnerability um, mm-hmm. and consistency. And so the Friday mm-hmm. report was a way for me to tackle both, which I did both of those as a test to dating, actually, as I, I knew I wanted to really dive into dating. Yeah. So I wanted to practice being vulnerable and getting comfortable with commitment Mm. tips for meeting people do you have any haha um no actually (laughs) well that takes care of that i would say that i do have some tips i would say tips for meeting people let's see i met i met dan on um what app bumble i think bumble no yeah so it can happen i know people are struggling and it's not so – I don't know. Do you use dating apps? I have dating apps. Um, I agree that they work. I just went to Dallas for an engagement party. They met on Hinge. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to a wedding this June. I want to say they met on Bumble. Okay. So it's definitely heavily prevalent around me. But I'm just – also, okay, for via text, like I'm like a 2 out of 10. You know, I'm really – I don't got it. In person, I'm an 11. But via text, I'm just, <laughs> I don't I'm, I don't have the attention span for it. Okay. Um, so yeah, I don't. I want to say they haven't necessarily worked out for me, but then it's like, what does that mean, right? The whole point is that you end up meeting people. So in that case, last night I went on a date with the guy that I met on Hinge or connected with on Hinge yesterday, actually, and we were just like, yo, let's go grab a drink. It's eleven okay. o'clock at night. Why not? Mm-hmm. And definitely not my typical type that's where i'm at right now as a single woman is pushing myself to date men who aren't necessarily like visually what i would go for um mind you he was still like six four and brolic so it was it wasn't that much of a stray but (laughs) poor thing right he was beautiful um (laughs) i would say why because i think you know just with anything you got to switch it up and if you keep trying the same things over and over and you're not getting results then 
maybe it's time to try something new. And so I'm a very visual person. And often, although beauty is definitely an inner and external thing, when you first, it's tough because when you first meet someone, that is kind of a huge thing that you have to go off of, right? Is yeah. their looks. And not yeah. just their looks, how they carry themselves, how they dress, like his dance cargo shorts. It's not that big of a deal, it's but that's your first impression. He almost didn't get it. I'll tell you another reason he almost didn't get a second date. He said, I'll cook for myself, but not if it requires more than one pot and pan. And I said, hmm, strike two. But he didn't get a third strike, so it was all good. <clears throat> strike two. Yeah. So, but like, it's like, right. It's like those little things, yeah. they matter, but they really don't matter. It's just that a first impression means so much. Yeah. So for yeah. me, I'm really challenging myself to just think outside the box, go toward what I wouldn't usually vibe to, and then give myself the opportunity to be surprised because I, I would actually really be curious to know how you feel about this. So a lot of my close um, girlfriends or women friends, I've like the guy that I told you about that first date, right? Mm -hmm. Even in that situation, I had a friend tell me he's probably not the guy for you because it's so electric, you know, from the jump. It was because it was so magnetic from the jump. Yeah. I've had a lot of people tell me that it's more so the person you meet up with and you're like, eh. how do yeah. you feel about that? I agree. I think the person that you meet up with that you're like, meh, I think that that person has longevity. Whereas I think the electric is so fun and can be amazing for a finite amount of time. But like what's, what's beyond the, the flames and the spark and the electricity? What is, um, is there any real substance or is this just pure physical attraction and we vibe on everything? But then when it comes down to like, all right, who's going to pay the electric bill this month? Like, you know what I mean? Or I need to get up really early. We need to go to bed early tonight because I have to get up early. Like, is he going to be on board for that? So I just think like, I don't know. I get wary of the electric at first. Word. Yeah. It's something I've heard often. And so that's why for me, I think it's helpful that I'm, I'm exploring with people who aren't my visual type because mm -hmm. then I'm like kind of zoned in on the substance. Right. Right. I feel like to, for tips for meeting people. So like I said, I'm a Dan on an app, but I'm not going to lie to you. I am really picky and I'm, I don't know. I've never tried to date somebody that is not like my go-to. Like mm, and what, what do you mean? This, I've dated the same kind of guy. Oh. I dated like a musician once. Um, but everybody else has been like super athletic, very balanced in terms of like upper body slash lower body. I can't stand small legs on a guy. Cannot. Um, I'm just not into it. It's just me personal. But um, I've always dated like a really athletic physically like go, go, go kind of guy. And I've, except for that one guy that was a, um, that was a musician and he was, he was wonderful, like a perfectly nice person. But I think like it essentially just sort of fizzled out because we weren't on the same page yeah. in terms of like physical stuff. Like I like to move. I really have to move my body. And I think it's so important for me to connect with my partner while moving. Like, I want to work out with you. I want to go for hikes with you. I want to be adventurous and like travel together. But like, we're going to, we're going to walk everywhere. We're going to bike. We're going to take a Taekwondo class or a Muay Thai class. You know, we're going to do things like that. So if the person I'm with is not into that, I don't know 
Like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't think it would work for me. Yeah. So I'm super picky. So when I was like trying the dating app thing, I only swiped for two people. Really? Then, yeah. Because I'm so specific. Oh about my God. It. And one was Dan. Dan. One was your future husband. Yes. And the other guy was a, I think he was like a strength and conditioning coach at like UMass of course. or something. But he was cut from the team before we even like had a meet because his grammar was bad. Poor grammar. Huge one. Limited vocabulary. It was like the your, 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 the there, there, there. Like he didn't know the difference and it just crushed my soul. So I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Um, yeah. But in terms of meeting people, like I have met people at bookstores. I've met people at the grocery store. Um, I guess just like the places that I frequent, the gym. I met met people at the gym. Um, yeah, I guess that I've never met anyone at a bar. Have you? Oh, I'm going to say by default, yes. Actually, yes. I had a very... Um, what I mean by that is like you're going to go on multiple dates with this person. Not well, just let me clarify also that in my 20s, I really wasn't dating. Okay. So, so have I met men at bars? Yeah. Um, and then they eventually turn into things, but that's definitely not how they started. I had a very one-track mind when mm-hmm. I was in my 20s. Again, if you weren't here last time, I miss it all the time. I was so unaware, so blissfully unaware. Um, yeah, I would say for, for me, I'm definitely, I much prefer meeting men in person because again, I just can't, I just got to feel your energy. I just got to be, you know, in front of you. Like I want to feel the vibe. And that's usually most of my like best relationships, whatever, have come as a result of like through my friends or I'm like out with friends and you meet this group of people and then you guys end up being together. And it makes sense because I love my friends so much. And if you, if you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. And so (laughs) usually, yeah, my friends are usually my best intro. Um, but yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't answer that question. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I don't have tips. Um, for ending it with people, like, are you are you good at it? Is it are you direct? How do you how do you end it? How do you know when things need to just kind of like goodbye? And how do you end that? I'm pretty direct, but I'm also it depends on the thing, you know. Like, it depends on the the vibe, the relationship, or how long it's been going. Mm-hmm. Um. If it's someone that I've had a thing with, maybe like where we're exploring or we're in touch here and there, I'll kind of phase it out and I'll start to like, you know, create new boundaries, maybe distance myself, maybe not hit them up as much as often just to kind of soften things. Um, But for the most part, I'm very direct. And I'll say, you know, what the reason is. Also, I'll ask for feedback. Like, for example, a few weeks ago, I connected with this guy on Hinge and I don't really talk to people on the phone. Again, I'd much rather just be in person. I talked to him for an hour at like 11 o'clock at night, exhausted. Yeah, we had a great convo and he was younger, but I was like, okay, well. Um, And then we hung up, fucking weirdo. We hung up and he he sent me pictures of himself and he was like, it was nice talking to you. I'm like, why are you sending me pictures? Guys do this all the time. They send you pictures. And I'm like, we just, I just saw your whole profile. And then he was like, when you get a chance, send me some photos. And I was like, I think I said something like, I'll consider it, but until then, you have my Hinge profile. Here's my Instagram. You know, right. have fun. Um, and then the next morning, around like lunchtime, I hit him up and was like, hey, how's your day going? It was so nice to chat with you. The message didn't go through. So I was like, okay. And this one, WhatsApp. So then I went back to Hinge. I realized he wasn't there anymore. So he unmatched with me. So 
then I realized his pictures are one that he sent me. Homie blocked me on WhatsApp. So what? usually I would let this rock. I'm like, okay, okay. But I was like, nah, I need feedback. I got to know what's up here. So I texted him because <clears throat> I had his number because it was his WhatsApp number. And I was right. like, hey, it's Megan. Um, I had a great time chatting with you. It seems like you blocked, like I realized you just, you blocked me and I matched with me. I'm just curious to know, you know, why. And so he hopped back onto WhatsApp. I guess he unblocks me to message me and clarify. He didn't text me back. And he was like, hey, after um our chat, like after the picture, like after our chat, you didn't seem that interested. And so- that was his reasoning. And he decided to block me. I talked to you for an hour, my guy. I talked to you for an hour, but yet you killed the whole connection because I didn't send you pictures. Like that's weird. So I was what grateful. Just like regular old like pictures or like pictures? No, no. Yeah. Regular pictures, like things you could post, like PG pictures. Okay. Yeah. And, and but unsolicited. Took it as a rejection? Yeah. And I was, what, hey, again, you helping me out. That's so I was like, yeah, for sure. I just responded with, okay, thank you. So I was like, thank you so much for the feedback, for the clarification. I really appreciate it. And he was like, that's all you hit me up for? And I was like, yeah. Have a great life now. Like, wow. bye. So, yeah. yeah. And do you remember one time you and I, we sat down to record and I was like, oh my God, I've been talking to this, like this black guy. We were speaking in Spanish the whole time. Right. Do you know he blocked me? What? After we recorded? Right. Why? I don't know. I didn't clarify with him. We were only on Hinge, but homie blocked me. Huh. So... All this to say, <laughs> my tips for anywhere people are just being direct. And also, I guess, you know, if you got to end it, you got to end it. But just be, don't, don't be weird. Like, and also be grateful when people end it in these type of ways. Cause I really, I'm at the place now. It's not even, rejection is protection. And yeah. I guess I've especially learned that with dating. I take it as a blessing. Cool. Um, so because of my experiences, I like to be direct and treat people how I want to be treated. No, it doesn't have to be a paragraph. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. What about I think you? I, I told the the poor grammar guy. <laughs> I didn't tell him that it was because he had poor grammar. I feel bad. But nah, I, I don't think you have to I, give the reason. I was like, I met somebody. I'm really into him, and I just like don't want to string you along. So bye. Oh, manifest it though. Oh, yeah. I met my future husband. No, bye. I didn't, I didn't say that, but I was like, I met somebody, and what it was Dan. But I just. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's also important if somebody's on a dating app, it's really important in my book to make sure the, the photos you post are photos that actually look like you. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you agree or do you agree? Yeah, definitely. I The guy that I went on a date with last night told me a catfishing story. So yeah, I agree. Ah, he was traumatized. Me. Okay. So he said, I forget where he was. I think he was in Rio, like in Brazil or something. Uh -huh. And he said that he matched with this woman and- he, oh, similar. I actually started thinking about it because of your sweaty guy. Um, <laughs> he came and he said where they met up. He was already like, where the hell am I? And he went to go hug her and just like put an arm around the top of her. He said his whole arm came back wet, soaked, drenched. And then he said her, her pictures were like, it wasn't a different person, but she used like face tune and stuff to really tweak her visual image and yeah. yeah he ended up ditching her like he was like listen i gotta go and he let he's like i have work i gotta do work right now he was like instead of, he said i'm on a saturday he's like oh my god i just forgot i have a meeting right now gotta run he said it was 11 p.m on a saturday and he's a photographer but he was like there's an emergency there's an emergency i gotta oh, go no. so yeah don't catfish that's yeah no 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 i don't i've never been catfish have you um, no, thankfully. But I've been lied to a lot about age. Really? Yeah, a lot. They, they said they were older or younger? 
older. Mm. When I was 19, I met this guy at H&M and he was, told me he was 24 and, you know, started fooling around. And one night, mind you, he's in my dorm coming to see me as a 19 year old. He left his wallet. I opened it. Homie was 31. Oh God. With the 19, mind you, 24 and 19 is already a bit, eh. Yeah. Yeah. 31. So yeah. Wow. That's nuts. No, I think it's important to make sure your photos look like you. I don't, I'm not opposed to like a filter, but you better not show up looking like something totally different from what's in your photo. I think it's also really important to say what you're looking for. If you're looking for say it. If you're looking to find a long-term partner, say it. Um, don't hide anything. I love Dan did a really good job of his profile. Like every photo had a message. It's funny because I wrote about it in our vows, and I actually printed out like two of the photos and handed them to everybody. <laughs> and and I just said like every photo that he had was just so insightful as to who he was. So one photo was like a workout picture. So I could be like, oh, okay, you do CrossFit and you look good. Two, the second photo was like him throwing his um, nephew up in the pool. And and then like the caption was like the best uncle or like something like that where it was like, this is not my kid, but I'm also a family guy. Then one of the other photos was like, you could tell he was with people, but it was just of him. And they were all, they had just finished like a dinner or something. And he was outside. You could see like a protein bottle. Like you could just, there were clues in the photos as like who this guy is and that he had friends. He had a family he loved um, and the things that were interesting to him or important to him. And so each photo I was like, oh, okay, this like tells a story. So I would say when you, when you're creating your profile, pick photos that tell the story of who you are. So one of my photos was like, I was taking, it was a photo of me standing on a chair and I was taking a flat lay of something for Instagram, but like with my big camera. So I had like a big camera and I was like, I looked cute, but you could tell I was working. And I had like a yoga photo, but it was still my face. It wasn't like sexual. Um, And then I think I had like a working out photo and I don't know, something with my dog maybe. I don't totally remember. But every photo was like really intentionally picked. And please, for the love of God, do not post a photo with your ex. Also, the photos when you don't know who the person is because they have a group of guys with them. Come on, take a selfie, at least something. At least or crop. Use the crop. It's tool. there for a reason. It's funny you mentioned uh like the dog because I my my some friends have laughed at me because I tell them this, but if I see well, if I see kids and it's clearly your kid, I'll, I'm out. Um, but usually if I see people they seem like they have a pet, I swipe left. Is that yes or no? No, I say no. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's good though. Like you're saving yourself and the Facts. other person the like don't waste anybody's time, right? That's like it. If you're not into pets or kids, or whatever, like, bye, next, you know? Right, you're doing it faster for everyone involved. And I remember actually, like, you, I really like how you said, um, be honest about what it is, because I had a guy hit me up, and he was like, hey, like, what are you looking for? And I told him, like, looking for a partner, like, this is what I'm into, da-da-da, and he was like, oh, I'm just here for a week, you know, for my birthday. And I was like, word, I hope you have a great trip, enjoy, da-da-da, and we left it at that. Um, So definitely, yeah, don't have time for the bullshit, just keep it honest. Yeah. And then in terms of um, like ending it with people, I think my advice is to just be as direct as possible and, you know, 
don't leave anybody guessing. I think just because because just because I've had that happen to me, not you know recently, but like in college, and you're just like, what did I do? What you know? Just tell them. Just tell them. I really like that. Uh, don't keep people guessing. Like even how you yeah. said, like Dan was straight about it from the jump. Like just to the whole process, just the transparency. Um, yeah, and I'm not about those like rules that you have to wait three days or. Uh, and so I think I said that at some point. I was like, um, "What did I say?" I think I said something like, "Are we playing games here? Or do you want to just tell me like whether or not you want to see me again?" You know, like I've definitely said that before. Um, or maybe he asked. He was like, "Are you into these like weird games where I need to wait three days, or can I just like call you soon?" And I was like, "Call me whenever you want." And then he texted me that night, and so it was it was great. And that was such a nice way of like being kind of silly and informal about it, but also asking like, "Can I just like act on my impulses, or do I need to like play by these?" unwritten rules about how to court somebody, you know? I cannot with the games. And there are a lot of people who believe that, you know, that you got to play these games and you dot it all and this is how it goes. And, you know, you have to adjust. And obviously, yes, there's still a game to dating, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be out here playing games. And I'd much rather stay true to my energy and not indulge in those games and know that when I meet someone, just as you did, right, that I'm going to attract someone who also is not down for this type of bullshit. Right. For sure. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with some DMs. I don't know about you, but for me, I find that I just don't seem to have enough time in the day to take care of everything on my to-do list. So I look for ways to be more efficient with my time. One of those ways is through a meal delivery service like Sakara. Sakara offers fresh meals, teas, and supplements that are organic, plant-based, gluten-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and have no refined sugar. I've tried a lot of meal delivery services, and I have to say that this one is definitely the most fresh and most delicious. If you'd like to try it yourself, use code XOCANDACE for 20% off at sakara.com. That's X-O-C-A-N-D-A-C-E at sakara.com or click the link in our show notes. All right, so give us some DMs. What did people ask you about? Well, before we get to that, I see something about gender roles on our list. Oh, I added that because I wanted to ask, especially as, you know, a married woman, how do you feel about gender roles? Do you feel that, like, we know, you know, Dan can build. What can Dan not do? How do you feel, like, do gender roles play a part in your relationship? Do they play a part in when you were dating? Like, is there a certain, you mm. know, man or a role that he was playing that you were looking for? Mm. Well, let's let's say I'm I'm happily married, but I'm also divorced. So I learned a lot. I think every relationship you're in, you learn something hopefully, (laughs) and you move forward, you know, as a better partner. And so in my last relationship, there were role, there were definitely roles around like money, for instance, where my ex kind of took care of that. And I took care of, you know, other things, the home essentially. And when I divorced, I said, I'm never going to rely on anybody ever again for money. Like I, I never, ever want to do that. I always want to know what's coming in, what's going out, just because I felt, I felt stupid that I didn't know how much utilities were. I didn't know what my grocery bill was because I just, we were really blessed to just be able to 
do what we needed to do in terms of our shopping and not really have to budget. So then when I was on my own, I was like, oh my gosh, how do I do this? And how do I support myself? It had been so long since I'd had to support myself. So um, that was a lesson that I took with me into, into my current relationship. And now, so yes, there were in the past like, okay, the guy does this and I do this. But now we have separate bank accounts and we each do different things. We cover different things or we'll split different things, especially like bigger ticket items. So for example, we're doing this huge kitchen renovation and, you know, I bought the cabinets and he bought the, we got like a bougie stove. So he's doing that. And, you know, we just kind of split things, but it's really, communication is so important to me and to him. So we're really good at communicating our our needs or our thoughts regarding different things. Um, so with the finances, super important to have conversations. And I know everybody's different, so I don't think there's any one right way to do it. But we did try to do a joint bank account. And I just have money issues. I don't I don't like people having access to my money. Like I, I will certainly pay you what I want to pay you or what you need me to pay you, but I don't like – I just don't want to share my account with anybody. So that's what, just what works for us. Um, as far as things like the garbage, so I have I have an issue with smells. Like I, I know in another podcast we were talking about how we hear things sometimes at like as if we are, I don't know, owls. Do owls hear well? Or are they, are they the ones with the big eyes? Oh, wait, I think it's bats because bats, are oh, the, don't they do yeah. sonar waves? Yes. Whatever animal hears the best, <laughs> right? I am sometimes, and so whatever animal smells the best, that's like I can smell a slightly pungent smell, but it feels like my whole world smells like it ten times worse. So I can't do smells, and so when it came to the garbage, I was like, "Could you just take the garbage out, and I will bring the big trash bins." you know, the next morning. So we do things like that, but it's not, it, it is always him taking it out. That's what, and it's so funny. I asked because that's how this conversation, I put it here because it came up last night while I was on this date. And really? that's how I came up was garbage. Cause I was like, I'm not throwing away trash. Like it's. But you but, throw away your own trash. No. Cause I don't live with a man. Oh, okay. But, but if I, I just couldn't. Yeah. And and there are certain things, of course, like, okay, it's ridiculous, but I grew up with, like, I mean, I have my dad, I have three brothers, so right. there are just certain things, like, I never mowed a lawn, you know, right. but I can build shit from scratch, you know? Mm -hmm. You got to have balance. I can't do it. I can't do it all. Um, and I was telling this guy how my thing with, at least for, again, I'm a single woman, and so I'm mm -hmm. just envisioning, as I do with everything else, my dream situation, right? Mm -hmm. When I think of, should I enter a relationship with someone at a minimum, at least financially and just like lifestyle-wise, mm -hmm. I want to be able to do what I do right now, right? That I do with myself. And so, because I was saying how I have someone come clean maybe every week, every other week, and he was, we, we were talking about gender roles, but he's like, so you want him to take out the trash, but then you don't even clean? We're not talking about me. <laughs> we'll talk about the trash. And the answer is yes. Yes, I do. Yes. And also when you have what's the problem? And when you have someone come clean, it doesn't mean that you don't clean the house the whole two weeks. Like things still have to be cleaned. Yeah. Um and yes, I was saying like, you know, I would I would if a man not actually no, this is a lie. I was gonna say if a man wanted me to cook all his meals, I would psych. But for the most part, 
when I live with people, I do make all of their meals. Mm. Um, and so my thing is like, yeah, finding this, as I navigate this dating world, find like what are gender roles, but what also do they mean to me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, um, I like, I love when like, a my partner can, can build something or step into that like traditional masculine role. Like Dan did all of the wainscoting of our, of our dining room and he built a beautiful picnic table and he he did the herringbone patio outside of our gym with my help in that I I took the bricks from one end to the other and he placed them and like did it all. But I think there's something so sexy to me about a guy who can do that. And as far as me, I didn't grow up, you know, mowing lawns or shoveling the snow, but I'm happy to do it. I actually really enjoy mowing the lawn. It's a great workout. <laughs> and I also I also love shoveling because it's a great workout as well. But like I'm happy to step into those roles, but there's certain things like I can't stand. It's, it goes back to the smells. Like I do not like to deep clean a bathroom. I will do my very best to keep it as clean as possible, but there was a housekeeper that was coming once a week to to do the deep cleaning of the stuff I didn't want to do. Um, and now we're just trying to make it work as we get through this kitchen renovation. Um, but yeah, I think it's important. I think at the end of the day, everybody's different and it's important to just figure out what works for you and your partner. You know, it doesn't have to be what everybody else does. And I think that's just the overall vibe as a whole, no? It's literally yeah. everything as it works for you. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's transition into the DMs. Yes. So I just let people know that we were um, talking about dating and if they had any questions or anything we should cover. So the first thing that came up is, do you have any advice for getting back to dating after a breakup or a heartbreak? I'm like just staring into the distance. Your face. You're like, I got nothing for you. Good luck. <laughs> so it goes, to, for me anyway, it goes two ways. For Okay, for an, a younger version of myself, it was, you know how they say like, the only way to get over someone is to get under someone else. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard that before? <laughs> well. You don't know that that's great advice. <laughs> In my, it's not great advice, but in my twenties, <laughs> <laughs> it's what got me here. <laughs> but in my twenties, uh, yeah, I would get under someone else to get over someone else. So yeah, don't do that. But also, maybe sometimes you need that. Oh, maybe um, you need that. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, again, who knows? Listen, who knows? The other side, I would say now is this like evolved, whatever version of myself. Um, it's the grace and like the fact, like. There's no rush. You know what I mean? I would say my biggest advice for, at least for me, when I'm, if I am really into someone and then we cut things off is to chill out for a second. I like to take a step back, gather myself, remember who I am, you know, reevaluate and also, you know, have a little debrief session with myself. I think with, when things end, oftentimes we talked about this in another episode, we want closure and it sucks, but the closure is within yourself. And so it's like taking that time to create that closure, you know, and knowing that it may take a while, it may be a process. And so I remember I was dealing with this guy in November of like 2018, 2019, I moved back to Providence, was dealing with this guy again, magnetic energy. We were spending all of our time together, very toxic, very attached to each other, super dependent. And homie just ghosted me. And mind you, I'm with this guy every day for like six months. We're together 
all day, every day. He leaves oh to go God. to work. He comes back. It's like we're together. Um, and yeah, and he just straight goes to me. So I was honestly like distraught. And then it turned into the worst year of my life. So it was just a great spiral. Um, but I like I was forced, and I'm grateful for it, to let myself like feel everything. I was so angry. I was so hurt. I was sad. And I had to, you know, feel those things. And also I had to take a step back and look at how there were a lot of signs and I could have predicted everything that I got, you know, in the, in the end. And that's another, that's a huge thing for me is just looking at how could we have avoided this situation? If it's that kind of situation. Right. What about you? Yeah, for me, I think that um, it's really easy to go into this spiral of what did I do? Um, what's wrong with me? Um I'm not good enough. Like it's really easy to go down this rabbit hole of thinking that you're the problem when there's a breakup, but it takes two to make a relationship work. And if one person doesn't want to be in it and that person is not you, then congratulations because you avoided your, you avoided like major heartbreak down the line and it, you want to be in a partnership where both parties want to be together. So, and you also have to remember that everybody operates as the center of their own universe. So if they've broken it off with you, it has to do with them not being able to find what they need in this relationship. So it's really not even about you. It's about them. And that sucks. And I get it. And it's, and it's hard. But I also think that from every heartbreak, you can learn something it's also an opportunity, as you were touching on, to get back in touch with yourself, reconnect with your friends, feel all the feels, um, you know, be sad, be angry, be silly with your friends, go out and get drunk and have like a one night stand if you feel like it, and then remember who the hell you are and keep on keeping on. And you'll find, you, you know, you'll, you can visualize who you want next and what did you learn from this relationship and then just put that energy out there. So that's my, that's my advice. I love it. What's next? The next one. Um, this is just a, a general thought that men should go old school again. Phone calls and romance aren't dead. I entirely agree. Mm-hmm. 1000. I think that goes back to like the gender role. Maybe that's like kind of general vibes. I'm big mm-hmm. on like um, courting. And I definitely pay a lot of, yeah, I love it. I'm, I pay a lot of attention to even just like body language. Like from, um, I think, I'm not really sure, but I think this is like an African-American thing, but I've even mm-hmm. met foreign men and have taught them this with women. But like growing up as a black woman, we're taught that when you walk down a street, a man walks on the edge of the street and you walk on the inside. Um, that is so fun. Like my my friend Julius, who's from Trinidad and Tobago, uh, he was like, we were, were like best friends in college. And he was like, no, you got it. He would always move me. To my guy inside. friends move me. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, what are you doing that for? And he's like, oh, it's just safer. I'm like, if, if, the, if a car jumps a curb. Which, okay, you know how often, but they get hit first. And so yeah. <laughs> even last night I was crossing the street. I was with the, um, with the black man and we were crossing the street and he moves me so that he was next to the traffic and I was on that. So yeah. things like that, I watch yeah. it. Um, yeah. And that's also even honest. I mean, a lot of this relates to just relationships, but even with my guy friends, I love, I have the greatest guy friends in the world. Um, and 
a big thing with me is like physical protection with men mm -hmm. is like if mm -hmm. I like I'm sure like oh remember when you were talking about the dog and everything and how Dan was there right like that yes. physical protection mm -hmm. of having yeah. a man and my guy friends are very physically protective of me mm. and that's definitely something that yeah like oh that's just like that old school like yeah um you safe here I'm so surprised to hear that from you because I feel like you are such a um like an independent, I'll do it myself kind of person, not in like an aggressive way, but just like, no, 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 I got this. And so it's really, it's really nice. It feels like vulnerable in a way for you to be like, oh, I'm going to let somebody else just take care of me. You know, and it comes from the last episode we recorded. What was it about routines? And mm -hmm. I was talking about how I practice receiving. This was a big part of all of this because also it's a, a big reason why I did that is because I, I, want to be more in my femininity and that mm -hmm. independence and that I can do it all. I can do everything. That's, that's the masculine side. We all have both. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I'm very naturally masculine, especially in my thinking by far. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can do anything by myself. Fuck it. But that's not how relationships work. Right. And that's not how balance works. And so, yeah, that was part of my process of like diving into my femininity and like letting men step up. So now I don't lift bags. I mean, like my guy friends, I've never been able to lift bags around them. We've traveled through airports and we all have huge suitcases. Mm -hmm. They will push them. They will carry them. My mm -hmm. dads and my brothers always did that. So yeah, it's just an expectation. And honestly, I don't see myself changing it. When I hear courting, I, I tend to think like, the guy is really putting out that if it's if it's like a, a straight heterosexual cis relationship, the guy is putting forth that effort. Yeah, and the women is, aren't really doing that much. They're kind of just like playing. Yeah, maybe court. that's why I like it so much. Yeah. So my <laughs> question is like, do you is that the same sort of courting that you see, and do you think that like yes, romance isn't dead, but should e should both partners put an equal amount of work, or should it really just be like the guy? trying to get to the the woman he's after that's tough because there's about like cis heterosexual yeah you i don't know if you have you heard how like there are some women like the women who've been married for years and they'll say always choose a man who loves you more i have heard that yeah so in that regard yes right because you want them to put in more effort i think because the argument is like we're more here for the long run and mm -hmm. get a man who's who's more into it than you because that's kind of going to balance you guys out. Right. Um, so in that regard, yes. And then the, the flip side, though, is like, so that guy that I just mentioned, the one that I like fell for and then he ghosted me, mm -hmm. I cooked mm -hmm. for him a lot. And mm -hmm. it's something I used to do with men. And then they become they became to expect it. Like, oh, so can mm -hmm. you make something? Or like, did you make food? Yeah. Who am I? And so for yeah. me, one of my rules now, ever since then, is I, I don't cook for Unless I am your woman, I'm not mm -hmm. cooking for you. If they ask me, can I cook? I've told them, I can't boil water. I can't do shit. So my effort when it comes to that stage, that courting stage, is like my presence, the facts that I'm safety. I think for a lot of men, a lot of men tell me everything. Like they... Mm -hmm will just be comfortable. That's mm -hmm. like my safety in this. And then for them, I like to see like what they bring. Like, do they show up? Oh, well, you know what? When a man comes to pick you up and has a little gift, jizz. Oh. I've had that. Or like, I remember I had just met this guy. I actually met him on Tinder and we had like, that was actually one of my best dates too. And the next day he was driving by and he remembered that I needed water and he brought me water. And so uh, for yeah. me, that's courting. Yeah. That attentiveness. Yeah. And a listening. The listening thing too, yeah. The listening. Mm -hmm. Oh, when a man can listen, that that's more than the eight pack. 
<laughs> it's going to last longer. Way longer, right? <laughs> I, I tend, I really like that. I like when somebody listens. I like when they try, when they, you know, they put in the effort. But I also like to put in an equal amount of effort. Like I will, I will reach out or I will, mm-hmm. you know, buy a surprise gift that's like little and silly or, you know, I, I try to court as well, if that makes sense. You Definitely. Know? I just think it keeps it like interesting. And balanced. And balanced. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The next question. Um, what to do when someone looks real different in person than online and you're just there like, mm. oh my God, this is a theme of the day is <laughs> catfishing. I mean, well, according to Candace, you dip out. Um, you, dip. you gotta go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, well, hold I mean, what if they're not, what if their non-catfish face is cute? But I guess, why would you catfish if you were satisfied with it? <sighs> Even if it was, I would just dip off a of principle because you're a liar. I think this happened to Dan. I want to say this happened to Dan before he met me. He like went out on this date. He drove all the way to, or he like took the train into the city. And the woman was not what she looked like. Just, it was, she just was, was like a totally different person. And I think he proceeded to get very drunk. <laughs> and then he <laughs> That is not what I thought you were going to say. No. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know, but I definitely didn't think the next thing was going to be he proceeded to get really just, So that's how he dealt with yeah. it? Yeah. He was just like, oh, God. But I, I love that. He was super nervous. So he'd had like a beer on the train and then he got there and he was like, oh, boy. And then just, I don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's like, do you have this it conversation? Is. Do you say like, hey, you look so different than what you look like online and I'm I'm sorry, but you can't do it. And what's what's catfishing and what's like good angles? Right. You know, you can make a lot of work with the right angle. So that's that was the first thing I asked the guy last night. I was like, did she catfish you or was she, you know, getting them angles to work? A little filter here and there. He's like, no, no, it wasn't her face. Um. (laughs) I don't know why people do it. It's my biggest fear because – I, so much of my life is online mm. and I just never, I mean, I use filters when I do stories. I never want to, I mean, I'm not actively trying to like hide anything, but I never want to post an, a terrible photo of myself. Right. <laughs> if I'm, if I have to be online, I'm going to probably put some makeup on or at the very least, like find some good lighting. But my biggest fear is that someone's going to see me in person and be like, oh, you look nothing like you, you think so. <laughs> it's just my biggest fear. So I'm always second guessing oh. out to make sure that it looks like me, you know, because some Interesting. of these filters are crazy. Yes. Like, there's certain filters that like narrow my nose and yeah. make my lips look huge and like slender my face, but then puff up my cheeks. And I'm like, this does not look like me. Like it's I sick. can do a story like with this filter on. But at the same time, like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to show like the ugliest version of myself. <laughs> that fresh wake up with the sleep all on your eyes. Yeah. The the crazy part though too is I mean now that you talk about the filters and you know that the filters are crazy. Um yeah. the flip side to this could be that there are some people 
on a body dysmorphic vibe who are, you know, pushing these pictures that we're considering catfish, but to yeah. them, they, they genuinely could though think that this represents them. Cause that's, yeah, that's, I can see how that could be the case in 2022 for sure. I dated a guy in college for a, a long time, such a good person. Like we're still friends, whatever. Um, and he had body dysmorphia and he like genuinely, he was such a good, like a conventionally good looking person. <clears throat> and he, he just really struggled. Like he just didn't see what everyone else saw. And so I, I, my heart really goes out to people who are dealing with mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Cause it's, I mean, I think it can be really debilitating. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so important to like love yourself and, you know, and see the good. I don't know. Especially while dating, dealing with something like that. Well, that's the thing too. It's like, I feel like if you aren't, if you don't have like a good relationship with yourself, I don't know that you have any business dating anybody because how can you give to anybody else if you are being negative or ugly towards yourself? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't know. So we didn't really answer that question. I think (laughs) I, I would say if I showed up, I would say, Oh, you you look really different from what you have online. And then I would see what that other person said. And then maybe we'd have a conversation about it. What would you do? If you showed up, the person looked nothing like they do online, what do you do? I think that I would sit I would sit down and like fill things out, see where things are going, and then bring it up. Um okay. because actually last night, so many things happened on this uh five hour date last night. I was talking to two guys at once yesterday and <laughs> One of them did the thing again. He sent pictures. Like we connected on, on WhatsApp, and he's what is okay. I don't. He's and these were these were um like pictures, pictures. These were uh you know like oh. I'm in Paris, like picture professional photographer pictures. And oh, so okay. I was like, okay, like what the hell? And so after a while, this guy had That's mentioned red flag. Like these were like these were like professional photos. All of his hinge pictures were professional photos, and not just like a. I hired a such a turnoff, but I I want something. That's what to me that says like I'm making up for the fact that I don't have. I don't know that that's a red flag. Not one regular camera picture on his whole profile, Mm -hmm. and so I I literally swiped right. Like let me give this a chance because yeah, exactly. This gives weird vibes. So then I wanted a do over of the Champs Elysees. (laughs) Hey, if we can get it, (laughs) I'll always try everything twice. but this guy mentioned that he's a photographer and that he's a really high-end photographer and he does like he works like four times a year, that's it, and does, you know, diff- these different shoots. So I was when he said that, I was like, oh, that makes sense, your pictures, but he let it go. Then later on, we're at the next spot, and I'm like, so why'd you because now I'm a little tipsy. I'm like, why'd you send me a picture of yourself? That was mad weird. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you sent when we connected on WhatsApp, you sent me a picture. He's like, no, I didn't. And I looked and it wasn't him. It was the other guy. It was Roger. It oh! wasn't. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Luckily, I had his name right, and he exposed. He's like, "Wow, you just exposed yourself." But oh I forget why I even brought that up. But yeah, don't send people pictures, yo. That's weird. I wonder if they're just trying to like avoid the whole effort of going to meet somebody and then seeing it's a catfish and then leaving. But I just saw your so profile. Like, yeah, but here are my profile, my fake photos, and now I'm going to show you <laughs> some more real photos. Do you have any more? It's probably more like. Oh, yeah, more. You know, like the Tinder swindler. Remember, he was the Tinder swindler. However, that every was. time. So he just had this like cachet 
of photos and we're sending the same photos to everybody. So if you're like, all right, here are your eight photos that you've curated for your, your online profile, show me some real ones or are you a fake person? You only have these eight. Maybe that's what it is. Very true. That's like, um, a lot of guys hit me up and they'll be like, oh, let's, let's move off a hinge and go to Instagram, which I don't do. Um, I don't need you to be long-term connected to me like that. And also I don't, I don't want you to see that part, like get to know me first before you see my notion rant on my IG story. (laughs) Okay. Next one. How to return to dating after being hurt slash how do you, uh, avoid being jaded and giving up? Oh, I got this one. Okay. (laughs) Jaded. You have me a jaded whoever asked this question. Um, so our last episode, we talked about choosing happiness and I believe that these two are directly related. You can choose to be jaded or you can choose to be delusionally like I'm going to find love. I choose to be on the, not even find, I'm going to attract. I choose to be on the delusional side. Um, I think that just goes back to everything like money. Maybe you, you know, you want to make more money. You want to manifest more money. You want to have a career with more money. You could be on the side of it's hopeless. It's not going to happen. I've been in this rut the whole time. Or you can go to the other side and say, nah, I got this patience. Um, I think the difficulty I know for me as the way you described me, I am, I'm hyper independent. I, you know, I've always had been, I literally travel the world by myself. Um, a lot of the time it can, why did I even say that? All the jadedness. <laughs> a lot of the time it can feel like, you know what? No man's ever going to be able to keep up with my lifestyle. Yeah. I could easily just like give up now and just be like, I'm about to be a hoe to these streets, which I wish I could be every day. I Guys, I wish I could give up. You don't even know. It takes work to be delusional. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I choose to, you know, just stay open. And it's hard because with this independence, relationships, especially a romantic relationship, this is something I can't do independently. Like you said, this is a two-way street. Yeah. Everything, if it's a challenge or before Megan, I got this, but yeah. this is not that. And I know for a fact that that's one of my biggest blocks is this is the first time I really got to work yeah. with someone else. Yeah. That's so interesting. So your answer is to choose, actively choose and move forward with that kind of blind faith. I'm, I'm all about the blind faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect I summary. Agree. Yeah, I agree. All right, next one. How to let go of disputes or handle small disagreements mm. in a committed relationship. What do you say? I say you got to pick your battles. <laughs> I love Dan so much, um, but we're really different people. So he's super clean. I am super not clean. He has OCD. I am like, um. <laughs> He likes details and plans and organization, and I fly by the seat of my pants. And in many ways, it's so wonderful because we learn from one another and we are both really good at making, you know, allowances for the other person, Um, but we also compromise. And I think for me... I like to pick my battles (laughs) and I just know there are certain things. Um, So for example, Dan is going through something really tough right now. That's a personal family matter. 
and there are little things that happen, but I have to ask myself, like, is this really about the little thing mm-hmm. or is it about something that he's dealing with and it's coming out in a different way? Yeah. So I try to just pick my battles, you know? So for example, <laughs> the other day I had a really big morning and I needed to be somewhere for this client. It was the first time I was going to see her huge, amazing person. And I needed to eat breakfast and Dan ate the last two eggs, (laughs) last English muffin. And I just took everything in my soul to be like, you knew I had this big day. You knew I had this like amazing client and I needed to be in my game. And how could you do this? And instead, I just thought to myself, he's going through it. I just need to take a deep breath. It's just an hour for this client and then I'll go get my own breakfast and I'm not going to make a big deal out of it, you know? But there are certain things where I'm just like, nope, this is a this is a battle I'm going to pick right now. <laughs> so I think it's just important to pick your battles, ask yourself, what is the reason? So whatever the little annoying thing is, is it really about the little annoying thing Or is there something bigger going on and is it about a bigger conversation that you maybe need to have down the line? I also think it's not the best time to have an argument when the thing has happened. So whatever the issue was, maybe it's the last two eggs and there's nothing to eat for breakfast. I I still haven't even talked to him about that. He'll probably hear this when he edits this, this episode. But like if it were a big enough deal, that night I would be like, hey, babe, it really hurt my feelings when X, Y, Z. And I just like, can we think of a plan next time? And I would try to, instead of a a you, you did this to me, you sabotaged me, you're so X, Y, Z. Like I never communicate that way. It's always I feel blah, blah, blah. It hurt my feelings, not you hurt my feelings that sort of thing. And I think that the manner in which you communicate is important and then the timing and and then asking yourself if it's really worth it, you know? I was saying in the last podcast we recorded together that I was following this therapist who's kind of debunking all these things I've lived by. And one of them is like, you don't have to, like you can go to bed angry. Usually the next day, the anger has fizzled away and you realize it wasn't even about the thing you thought it was about, you know? So just kind of getting clear on that. And then also like, if you need to go to therapy, the two of you go to therapy, like literally all of my married friends, almost all of my married friends go to therapy together and they talk about it. Like it's the most normal thing. And it's so lovely because normalize it, you know, communicate. Marriage is hard work. Relationships are hard work. So I think it it's great if people are in therapy. I love that. And it sounds like grace was a huge part of a huge part of managing those disputes and disagreements and takes us back to creating grace for yourself. Right. And allowing yourself to feel things and make mistakes so that you can allow the people that you love to make mistakes as well. Yeah. Okay. Last one. It's a juicy one. Oh, no. When to have sex. How soon to be exclusive. Ooh. Do you address red flags? And when to meet the family. This is like. I love those. I got nothing. (laughs) But I'm really curious to hear what you have to say about. You don't have nothing? 
I mean, I'm single. Like I really, you know, dating is actually of all the things. I am very multi-talented. I can make many things happen. I'm a great learner. It's the one thing I don't got. That's why I really wanted to do this episode because I, we're the, we are the opposite. I am a single young woman. Yes, you are a married woman. I don't got it. Okay. When to have sex. Uh, I, it, I think it depends on what you're looking for, right? So if you're looking yes. for like a one night stand, then like have at it. If you're looking for something long-term, I think it's, for me, it's important to establish like a solid baseline connection. So I know this person, like, and not just on a superficial level. I want to like, I want to know you really well before I sleep with you. Um, so I, I feel like that's different for everybody, but I would say like at least a few dates, a few conversations, interactions like that are beyond just like Netflix and chill. You know what I mean? And actually on, that's like the only thing I have to contribute is that <laughs> <laughs> if I like, if I, or at least if I'm, I think there's potential or like I'm feeling someone, I especially am not going to rush into anything. And yeah. for me, and I I have so many guy friends and female friends actually who say I got with them on the first night and then mm -hmm. I married them. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have a, I yeah. met a lot of people like that who it just, that, it just works out that way. But for me personally, um, I, again, I have, I can have a one track mind when it comes to sex. And so mm -hmm. I actually have to do that to keep my interests. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. How soon to be exclusive? Ooh. So I think for, for me, I asked Dan like three dates or so. So like maybe, I don't know, because we met and then I went on my trip for a week and then I came back and we had like two dates in that week. And so at the end of that third week of knowing him, I was like, can I ask you a question? how many other people are you like doing this with this meaning like dates, talking, whatever. And that I asked, you know, after a couple dates. I like that. I like that. It was just, you know, keep it up front. Let's keep, you know, let's, let's do this early. Know. Let's not waste anybody's time. Right. And you didn't say, Oh, yo, you trying to be my man right now. Right. You just went for clarification to know where things are now. Yeah. If he did, he well, whatever you want to say, but if yeah, in that no. case, so the man was like, no, okay. yeah. and I was like, really? And if he was, and if he was, I guess I would be like, okay, so is it cool for me too? Because, mm -hmm. or I might say, I don't know, I guess it depends. Because at the time, like, I wasn't really looking for, I was just kind of seeing what was out there. I wasn't like, I want somebody and I want to settle down, right? I, I wanted, I guess I just wanted to meet people and like see what was what, but I also didn't want to waste my time. And I'm so particular about who I date that I was mm. just like, man, I really hope he's not seeing anybody else because I don't, it's like slim pickings out there. But um, if he were seeing some, I would probably have like taken a step back or, and, or I would have said, okay, well, I'm going to do the same, you know, and I would have probably like opened up my app and like, Hop back in there. I tried to find somebody else just because, like, I'm not about to be, like, yeah. We got to be yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're not going to okay. have three people and then, like, I'm on the back burner. No, thank you. So with that, you know, do you have a time frame for 
how do you say it? Like, all right, what are we doing? Yeah. So that's a good question. I, I, again, I don't think there's any right answer. I think it also depends on like what you're looking for. How old are you? Where are you in life? Like, what do you want? What do they want? For us, I think it was like six weeks in and I was like, what do you, like, what is, should we both get, I think we were both still on the app, but we weren't active with it. And so I was like, what is this? Should we get off the app? Should we, like, are we into each other? Like, what, what are we doing here? Um, And he was like, you're it. I don't know how to tell you this, but you're it. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) Um, And so we just got off the app and never went back up. And that, and that was that. And here we are a whole marriage later, a whole marriage, a house. Yeah. I love it. All right. Addressing red flags. Do you address them? Well, I mean, that's tough because at what stage, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, I will say, you know, I have a lot of content today. It's great that we did this the day after I went on a date. Um, <laughs> All in the name of research, right? Maybe subconsciously, like you knew. I And we didn't know we were recording this today. So I manifested this basically. Um, last night I was on a date and again, it was cool. Like I came in, no like crazy red flags, but cool comp. That's you said this about Dan. My thing is, I know it's a great date when we don't stop talking. All my friends never stop talking. I don't stop talking. It's the vibe. Um, And so great conversation. Cool, cool, cool. But I won't get into it, but he made a few jokes um, that were not kosher, Mm -hmm. um, that were related to the most traumatic experience of my life. And I had to check him real quick and be like, I'm, I'm really trying to give you the grace because we've had a few drinks. Even the, I'm still a little iffy about it, to be honest. I really don't know if I'm going to see him again. Um, but I checked him on the spot and was like, you yeah. never know who you're talking to. Um, and also, even if you do know who you're talking to, like, that's that's yeah. weird. So yeah. I have to – my thing with red flags is I have to be very aware and intentional with my delivery. Because mm-hmm. and we're all humans. Even I can say something and come off the wrong way. Um, so I don't There's want to say things you wouldn't joke about. Absolutely. Like that's, that, that's a tough part, right? It's like, all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> there are certain things like, nah. Um, but I don't want it to feel like an attack because also I, it's not an attack, right? I'd never have to see this person ever again if I don't right. want to, but right. I also feel like it's like, where are you at? You know, is it three months yeah. into your relationship? You're talking about red flags. Is right. it the first date? What do you right. feel? I was sort of seeing this guy and he made just like the grossest joke ever. And I wasn't, there was no chance of a long-term anything. This was more just like fun. And I was like, nope, we don't ever, ever joke about that. And he was like, what? It was just a joke. Nope. Like I was, and it was an attack and I was really spicy about it. And I, maybe that's not, maybe that's not the best approach, but I just, there are certain things that I just will not put up with. And like the attraction level went from a 10 to a three. Like it was so gross. And honestly, like that was pretty much the last time I saw that person. Um, because there are just like I can tolerate up to about here. And then anything over that, like there's a line and you crossed it and you're now you're gross. Like, I don't know. There's just certain things you don't joke about. So I think that, um, and then there are red flags, like, let's say, let's say you're really into somebody, but they are in a circumstance that has caused them to like move back in with their parents. 
and you're like, ah, oh, everything else about you is so right on the money, but then like you still live with mom and dad in their basement. Like that's so not where I want to be. But everything else checks out. Like what would you do in that scenario? Don't be asking. Listen, uh, this is my life. <laughs> Right. Let's pretend. So, I mean, I've been in that situation. A common one for me with everything you just said is my lifestyle. Um, right. Not only do I work for myself, a lot of people work from home. No big deal. Right. I'm a nomad. I don't know where I'll be next month. For right now at this stage in my life, that's what it is. Who knows? It could change. I'm the type, if a man was like, oh, would you move here to come <laughs> if I was there? I don't care. I have nowhere to be. Right. Um, but it takes a certain type of person to live this lifestyle. So my biggest encounter is my quote unquote red flag is guys. I meet guys on hinge and they're like, yeah, I'm here for a week. I'm here mm -hmm. for two weeks. The whole reason I met up with the guy last night actually is because he was like, I don't know how long I'm here for. That's my favorite mm -hmm. answer. Cause I don't know how long I'm here for yeah. And so, well, my therapist and I, we talk about this a lot. <laughs> What's the trade off? You know, what, what are the things that you're willing to sacrifice or what are mm -hmm. the things like, imagine me, dating a guy with a nine to five who owned a house in Connecticut. What would you do? I wouldn't. What if everything else checked out? Like, yeah, you're right. I can't say. You, maybe you got, you met there. Let me, I'm going to plant this scenario. Do you it. met there. You had the best date. He's there for a week. You have the best time. And he, but he lives in Connecticut with a house and a nine to five. But everything else, like, phone calls, sends you random flowers, like does does the thing, loves your work, respects your work, thinks it's so admirable, could potentially consider like selling his house or renting it out and okay. the work Done. abroad. Like, yeah. If, if they're open, that's what it is. It's like if you're open because whatever, you can get there. And I think for me, my hesitance comes from um, my like only serious relationship. I was with a man. He was nine years older than me. I was mm -hmm. 25, so we have very different lives. And he was a single dad. He was a great dad, owned his house, lived in Jersey, had a great job. He worked for Amtrak. like He was an engineer, built the trains, had mm -hmm. that job for over 10 years, made great money. He was very stable. I'm out here drunk in Panama with my friends on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> and so we actually broke up when I moved to Barcelona to go to coding school because he couldn't. I was only going for three months, and he couldn't even take that. So that for me, I was like, nah. Um, yeah. So I think that's what it is. It's like... Are they open to a different, an alternative, not even alternative lifestyle? Are they open to really creating the life that they want for mm -hmm. themselves and with me? And mm -hmm. then also, I aspire to, like how I do my solo travels, I aspire yeah. to do that forever. Even if I have kids in the future, I oh, still yeah. would want to do solo trips with myself. Yep. So that three months that I was gone, if you can't take that, obviously, I don't think I will be gone for three months. but. Right that's my biggest thing is like, you still right. you got to be able to give me my independence. And so I will be open, you know, we'll see what, what, what it is, but I just so like I'm hearing that you have a very particular set of things that you, that are just non-negotiables. And so whoever enters into this partnership with you would need to be on board with those things. Yeah, because and mostly I would say all of those non-negotiables are related yeah. to lifestyle because my lifestyle is where my happiness comes from. For example, um, there was this super cute man. I had spent some time with him. Also turned out he had a girlfriend. This He's how I started asking that question. This was New Year's Eve. Um, checked every box. Like, but I mean, he lived in Toronto, but he had a great job, but he was a, he had side businesses. He had he was driven. He um, he he said that he ate fast food for like every meal. 
and I couldn't do it aside from the fact that he was taken. But so things like that, like, yeah, minor, minor thing, minor thing, but it's a common thing though. But like also as a woman, that's energy and men, you know, their energy goes into us. I don't eat that food for a reason. So mm-hmm. things like diet, um, movement, act- activity, lifestyle. Who ate meat? I think so. I would just, I would prefer. Yeah. I have, I mean, I actually, I've never dated a vegetarian ever. Um, I would prefer though, you know, or at least like, you know what it is? A lot of my friends, um, they eat meat, but they're not really eating it every day. Like Bami, for example, maybe she has meat like two or three times yeah. a week. Even my yeah. guy friends, a few times a week. It's not like cool. Yeah. Yeah. But nah, eat what you want, you know, just don't be, just don't eat fast food every day. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's important to address red flags as they come up because you just don't want anything. You don't want to like continue down the path of a relationship with somebody if there are certain things that like bother you in the back of your mind. Like I'm just so big on communication. Of course, pick your battles, but red flags are red flags. They're not orange. They're not purple. They are red flags. So if those things are coming up and that's like alert, alert, something's not right. That in my mind is is something that should be addressed. And for me, you know, I would want to know I would, and it, I mean, it's tough. Like I get, you know, to, it's like when we talk about feedback, right? For the business, it's tough to get the feedback, but I, especially if I'm investing time with someone and I really do care about them, I want to know, you know, things that I could be doing on, on that. I just don't even know, you know, that like I red flags for them. If somebody, if they, someone was getting like a red flag from you, you would want them to address it with you. So you could kind of talk it through and get that feedback. Absolutely. And because that's a huge thing for me and choosing right. partners is how you speak to me in those situations, right? I want to see how you approach me with some feedback. And I also think it's an opportunity for growth too. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if Dan was like, ah, this, this Candace just can't keep anything clean. Like what's that about? Or like, Candace, why do you have to have 17 forks? Why can't we just have two? We're two people. And then I can explain, like, listen, we need abundance around here. Absolutely. So, like, we can address that. Yes. Buckles yeah. needs his own fork. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Last one. When to meet the family. Mm. All my such all of like my serious relationships, I actually like met the family very early just because of circumstance or one of them, the most serious, I knew his family before I knew him. Right. I think it depends on a number of things. Like, do you mean person who's asking this question? Do you mean you have kids and when does the partner meet the kids? And to that, I say never depends on, well, it depends on how old (laughs) the kids are. But also I would say, yeah, not until you are in like a really committed relationship only because it can be really tough on the kid if something happens. Um, And then if it's meant to be like the extended family, um, I met Dan's family pretty early on, like within a, uh, like a month. Wow. Yeah. That is early. Yeah. And it was like a big family day. Like they do like family Sundays. They're of course they do. Of course they do. And like the mom cooks everything. My mom cooks a huge meal and we're all outside. And I'll never forget it because I hemmed and hawed over what to wear, you know, because you like want to make a good impression, but you also want to be comfortable. And it's his mom. It's his mom. And also like his brothers and sister-in-law, sisters-in-law and like nieces and nephews. So I was really nervous and I remember like his mom like ran up and like gave me a hug 
And I'm such a huggy, cuddly person that I was like, oh, okay, I'm in good hands here. You know? Yes. I love your- that. So I think like if you do take someone to meet your family, make sure you're on the same page with that. You know, like are they huggers? Are they not? What is the situation? Um, I wouldn't take them to like, I don't know, like a 60th birthday party where everyone's (laughs) going to be there and it's overwhelming. I would do something small. But yeah, I think think there's no right or wrong answer. It just kind of depends on – what you're looking for, where where do you feel you are in the relationship, and what can your family handle also? Because, like, some family members are crazy, and you want to be sure that, like, <laughs> you've prepared your partner. Um, and I'm not talking about Dan Stanley, but just, you know, know who you're introducing them to. It sounds like from a lot of what you said, all I mean, in life in general, it's like go with your gut, right? And yeah. do what works for you in your relationship. Yeah. There's no answer that's right or wrong. No. And it's like, just do you. I love, um, even like with this TikTok trend of um, so many people exposing that they live in separate bedrooms, which I'm not opposed to because I'm I'm very particular. Oh, Oh, it's a huge thing. It's like all these different couples talking about how they have been together for decades on decades on decades and they have never shared a room. They live in the same house or some who like they have this side of the house. This person has this side of the house. And it really doesn't even matter what they're talking about. The dope part is that they did what works for their relationship and that is their happiness and their lifestyle. I love shit like that. I think it's so dope. Yeah, I think you have to do what works for you. That would not work for me, but... (laughs) I know that. So right, the freedom to choose. Yeah, do whatever you gotta do. Um, Is there anything else you want to add? Right, we've been chatting for a minute. No, I would say you know all I gotta say is I'll keep you guys posted. (laughs) Let us know. Wait, tell us like who are you like who are you manifesting? What is this? What do you want? What do if I knew that I probably would have a much easier time. Um, I think you know what it is, and you know how you have body dysmorphia. I kind of have lifestyle dysmorphia right now. I'm very okay. much so in a transition phase. Um, it's the same with my body. Like I have to go shopping with friends so that they can tell me what size that I wear. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. I, I've always had a very strong sense of style. I haven't gone shopping in months really because I don't know what my style is now. My body's mm-hmm. changed so much. My vibes changed so much. And so it's the same with dating. I'm, I would say I'm dating right now just not just to date, but to learn. Cause I really don't know other than I know you gotta be driven, right? You gotta be ambitious. That's why I would say that's maybe my number one thing other than being kind and like a sense of humor yeah. is you gotta, you gotta be a dreamer and you gotta make, be able to make your dreams come true and not have other people do it for you. And yeah. I think those are my number one things. The rest, who knows, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. I like it. Probably they have though a European passport. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap. We hope that you enjoyed this episode of Made with Intention and we'll be back on Monday with the next episode. Until then, you can follow us at Made in America on Instagram. That's M-A-E-D in America. And you can find me at Yoga by Candice. We'll see you next week.